It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. Hey guys, John Barchard here. You guys know how much I love to play fantasy football. So I need you to listen up because I want you to join the highest rated fantasy football app. It's called Draft. You get to play in a real live snake draft, but be done in under five minutes. And they last just for one week. Drafts start every couple of minutes, so you can join right now for week seven. And the best part is you get to play for cold hard cash and get this your chances of winning are 80 percent better than on the salary cap sites on all the dfs sites because you're always trying to figure out okay where should i start this guy and the value and i don't have enough money to do all that stuff it doesn't happen on draft you get a selection of every premium player you just got to be the smartest one in the room it's a six player snake draft so you get in you get out tournaments start from one dollar to a thousand dollars to everything in between three person drafts six person drafts on and on the options are limitless and all new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit all you have to use is promo code bgnr that's right play a real money game for free just by using promo code bgnr and it gets even better draft is so sure that you'll love it that they are offering BGN Radio listeners a money-back guarantee up to $100. No excuses now. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play for free right now with promo code BGNR. You're listening to BGN Radio. Brady, back one more time. He goes and fires, and it is intercepted. Intercepted, running with it is Jenkins. Up the near sideline. Cuts back at the 30. At the 40. At the 50. Malcolm Jenkins is going 99 yards. Oh, touchdown! Welcome to Bleeding Green Nation Radio. I am Tom Kelly. Here with your daily episode, my first uh, jaunt into the the BGN radio uh, network here. I couldn't be more excited. I couldn't be more excited. And thank you to to John Barchard and the crew for for giving me the chance to do this. Because is there a better time? Could there be a better time to be talking Eagles football than right now? For the first time 
in 13 years, the Eagles, through nine games, are 8-1. and one. They're the talk of the NFL as they head into their bye week on a seven-game winning streak. Who would have thought that this was going to be possible at the beginning of the season? You know, everybody making their predictions at the beginning of the year. I think everybody was kind of in the same boat thinking this is a, an 8-9. If things go right, 10. If things go really well, 11-win team. And I'll admit, I, I had them going 9-7. and seven. I didn't see this coming. Nobody saw this coming. This is totally and completely unexpected. And it is making for one of the most fun and enjoyable Eagle seasons of my lifetime. I'm 30 years old. So my golden era of Eagles football was the early 2000s. The Donovan McNabb, Brian Dawkins teams, kind of the first leg of that Andy Reid era where they were going to the playoffs every year, going to NFC championships. The Eagles went to the NFC championship game every year that I was in high school from 2001 to 2004, and unfortunately, obviously, couldn't get the job done. But we're finally back to that point. And how amazing is it on a year where it was this unexpected and this surprising? Nobody thought that we would be here through nine games, yet here we are. The Philadelphia Eagles, the talk of the NFL, a legitimate Super Bowl contender as they go into their bye week. And, um, I mean, coming out of this bye, this is going to be a long two weeks. I'll tell you right now, this is going to be a long two weeks waiting for that Dallas Cowboy game. And real quick, I, I'm before we... We get into it here. I, I just want to tell I, I am an engineer at WIP, and, and I work down at Chickie's and Pete's on Monday nights, and we do the player shows down there. And Brandon Graham does one of the shows, and I brought up the Dallas game to Brandon, and his eyes just lit up. And he, they are, I'm telling you right now, they are so ready for that game already. They'll enjoy the bye week, but don't, don't worry one bit. That team is going to be 100% ready to go for that Dallas game in 12 days, and it is going to be the biggest game in the NFL to this point in the season, and it's going to be a a terribly long wait for all of us as Eagles fans. But to get back to this team and what they are doing this year and how unexpected it is, and the fact that it's just such a complete team effort. There is not a weak spot On this football team. Not one weak point. You look at the defense. This is the best front four. Since what? The defensive lines under Buddy Ryan? Reggie White? uh, Jerome Brown? Clyde Simmons? This is the best Eagle defensive line since those defensive lines. They were good in the early 2000s. They weren't like this. The Eagles rotate eight deep. And they don't lose a thing. You take Brandon Graham off the field. You take Vinnie Curry off the field. You go with Chris Long and Derek Barnett. There's not, there's no drop-off whatsoever. It's incredible. They're always fresh. They're always getting after it. This secondary, the most shocking things I've seen. Even with Ronald Darby, even when we thought Ronald Darby would be healthy coming into the season, 
we still thought that the cornerback unit was the weakest unit on this team. And they have done nothing but play phenomenal. Jalen Mills is playing at a Pro Bowl level. Bottom line. There's no doubt about it. Jalen Mills has played like a pro bowler through nine games, and barring some crazy drop-off, he will be in the pro bowl this year. Well, hopefully he won't be playing in the game, because hopefully the Eagles will be going to to Minneapolis the following week. But Jalen Mills has set the tone. He's played tremendous. Rasul Douglas stepping in as a third-round rookie, a guy who was inactive in week one. In the eight games since has given the Eagles some tremendous snaps, has covered some really good receivers and done a hell of a job. Patrick Robinson, a guy who's been bad his whole career. Who would have thought that Patrick Robinson would all of a sudden find life in Philadelphia? And it's it's just, it's a testament to, to the coaching on this team, which has done a heck of a job. Corey Unlin, a guy who who has been under fire, has done a magnificent job. with and, and the fact that they are playing at this kind of level is stunning. It's nothing short of stunning, and it's a testament to everybody in the organization. The safeties, Malcolm Jenkins, Rodney McLeod, have been tremendous. You expected that. But their kind of work ethic, the kind of leadership that they provide for these younger players, that cannot be overstated. Cannot be overstated. There's no doubt they have an impact on this thing as well. And they have an impact on how well the corners have played. Just touched on a second ago with the coaching on this team. Another reason why they're 8-1. and one. Why they are one of the best teams in the NFL and why they are team in this division and in my mind in this conference this team is prepared every week they look like the more prepared more ready team more competent team every time they step on the field and that's Jim Schwartz that's that's Frank Reich that's Joe DiFilippo and most of all that's Doug Peterson Doug Peterson, who who Mike Lombardi said was the least qualified coach he's ever seen in the NFL. Mike Lombardi doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Because Doug Peterson is the coach of the year right now. He is the coach of the year in the NFL. And this staff as a whole has just done a tremendous job. They They have this team ready to go. Prepared. Every single week. They never come out flat. Never come out flat. The offense struggled at the beginning of that San Francisco game, but I didn't think that was that was because it was a lack of energy. There's never a lack of energy from this team. They always come out and want and want to step on the field. They come on the field, they expect to win, and that is set from the coaching staff on down. And it's so funny that, that you know, the whole culture thing, we heard so much about it with Chip Kelly. Culture. Culture beats scheme. And the culture under Chip Kelly was awful. 
And Doug Peterson has created an environment in that locker room and amongst this team where they just expect to win. They expect to go out and dominate you. You look at that game this past Sunday against Denver. The Eagles stepped on that field expecting to not just win that game, but to dominate the Denver Broncos. They expected to dominate that game. And that's exactly what they did. And it's a mindset. It's a mindset that comes from the coaching staff to the leaders on the team, the Chris Longs, the Malcolm Jenkins. Those kind of guys set the tone every week. But as much as all that stuff is is great and all that stuff is extremely important, all, all everything I just talked about is extremely important to this team's success and why they're at where they are where they why they are where they are right now. The bottom line is none of it happens without the quarterback. And the fact that the Eagles finally, after all this time, all this searching all the darts they've thrown against the dartboard, the fact that they finally hit the bullseye with Carson Wentz. This kid is nothing short of remarkable, and he is the savior of this franchise. You know, you look at since Donovan McNabb, and Donovan was a franchise quarterback, there's no doubt about it. He had his shortcomings, but every year when Donovan McNabb was, was on the field, you knew you could compete for a Super Bowl championship. He'd have you in the mix every year. And since then, just trying to find the answer, you know, from Kevin Cobb to Mike Vick to Nichols to, remember there was a couple weak point where we thought Mark Sanchez might be able to be the guy. To that bum Sammy Sleeve, Sam Bradford. Just trying to convince ourselves that maybe this guy can be a franchise quarterback. Maybe this guy, if everything goes right, if we have a dominant defense, if we have a strong running game, maybe this guy can can take us to the next level. But that's not the way it works most of the time. Most of the time, you're not winning anything of significance unless you have a franchise quarterback. And the Eagles finally have one in Carson Wentz. And when I watch Carson Wentz, I almost feel, as a fan watching him, like he's too good to be true. Like, you really do get that sense. Like, how the hell did we get so lucky? Like, how did we get so lucky... How did the Cleveland Browns really, really decide that this guy wasn't going to be a top 20 quarterback in the NFL? How? How did we get so lucky? How is this kid an eagle? You do get that sense that it's too good to be true. He's amazing. He's incredible. For a young player, a guy in his second year, to have this kind of command of the offense... It's astonishing. It really is. He's in total control at all times. You never get the sense that he's overwhelmed 
by any kind of moment. Even at times when the offensive line's breaking down, which hasn't happened a lot this year because they played so well. But even at times like that, he's never frazzled. Not afraid of pressure. If he has any flaws, if there's any flaws in his game, it's that sometimes maybe he holds the belong because he he's trying so hard to make a play down the field. He's in he's just he's never afraid of any situation. And the command he has of the offense, as I said, the coaches giving him the ability to have a say in the offense and what plays they're going to run and the ability to go to the line and change things based on what he's seeing for a player at his young age to do the things that he does in that regard is incredible. It really is. And as far as the passing game, the, the his accuracy after last year, when that was, if you know, there was something to improve on in the offseason, it was his accuracy. Sometimes he'd sell some balls. Sometimes he'd miss some over open receivers. I can't remember a lot of open receivers he's missed this year. His accuracy is just pinpoint. Yeah, a couple of deep balls he's missed. He missed Torrey Smith a couple times in week one. Missed Alshon in the San Francisco game. But you can't remember a ton of instances when you say, oh yeah, Carson Wentz messed that one up. He missed that guy. He's so accurate. Precision, his attention to detail is just second to none. And he's a leader. Like, you can tell this kid has a voice. You know, a lot of young players, even young quarterbacks, it's hard for them to have an influence over a locker room, especially a locker room such as the Eagles, which is a veteran-laden team. But you talk to these players, they tell you Carson Wentz is a leader on this team. He is the leader of that offense. And I'm a firm believer that in the NFL, you need your quarterback to be the leader. You need your quarterback to be the guy who's leading that unit both on and off the field if you're going to have any real measure of success in this league. And when I see all these things, and it's so clear-cut and so obvious to all of us as Eagles fans how amazing Carson Wentz is in every way, it gets me even more annoyed when I see the, the, the detractors out there. And the skeptics. And the guys who were, you know, always got to send out these hot takes about Carson Wentz and and how he's overrated and why he's not as good as everybody thinks he is. Because I'll, I'll tell you what, if you don't like Carson Wentz as a quarterback and you don't think he is one of the best, if not the best young quarterback in the NFL today, you just don't know what you're looking at. I don't really know how else to say it. But if you're watching him week in, week out, and you're seeing the things he's doing, the way he's commanding this offense, the way he's he's moving this offense at such an efficient level, 
and you don't think he is just one of the best young quarterbacks we've seen come into this league in the last 20 years, you just don't know what you're talking about. And it's that simple. And the kid has a touchdown-to-interception ratio of 23-5 to through nine games. He's in all likelihood going to throw more than 40 touchdown passes this season. That's not a product of anything else other than the player himself being phenomenal. It's not. And I just don't understand all these guys out there who want to take away from Carson Wentz's success and want to say, oh, it's well, it's because of this. It's because the offensive line's just so overwhelming or because the defense is putting him in good positions or because, you know, the coaching staff is putting him in these great spots. All that might be true. But it doesn't mean any quarterback would succeed. It doesn't mean that it takes away at all from what Carson Wentz has done. And I just don't understand what anybody wouldn't completely love about this kid. I don't know what they're watching. And the two guys in particular about this is uh, this guy, Kean Fahey, who considers himself a quarterback expert. And this other guy, Scott Kazmer, who... Uh, who was the same kind of guy. They're, they're both football analytics guys. You know, two people who just come off as guys who think they know more than everybody else. And their their thing now is that Carson Wentz isn't that good. And it just boggles my mind. It legitimately boggles my mind that there are people out there who don't think Carson Wentz is if not the best young quarterback, which I think he is, one of the best young quarterbacks in the game. And the the big argument now is Carson Wentz versus Dak Prescott. And which one's better? And we'll see. That's going to be a great rivalry for a long time. And another early round in that rivalry is coming in 12 days, and I can't wait. And I want Carson Wentz to go down there and tear up that Dallas defense. And show everybody who the best quarterback in this division is. But this guy, Kim Fahey, is so anti-Carson Wentz. It's clear he has some kind of bias. I don't know why he does. But it's absolutely ridiculous. The Just the bias he has against Carson Wentz, it makes no sense. And he went on ESPN Radio last week. And he was asked the question, if you could have Carson Wentz or Dak Prescott for the next 10 to 15 years, who would you take? And I just want to play this sound clip real quick and show you how dismissive he was even of the question comparing Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz. <laughs> Dak for me is easy. Carson Wentz it's is easy. MVP. Wait, wait, hold on. It's easy? Yeah, it's easy for me. Right. Da- da- Carson Wentz is getting a lot of hype and... The thing about Carson Wentz is that what's fortunate for him is his two best games, probably of his career, have come on prime time. And then you kind of look at the other games when he's not getting as much attention. The, the, the inconsistencies are still there. He's still missing deep throws too often. He's still standing in one place in the pocket inviting pressure. He's still holding the ball too long at times. Obviously, he, there's progress there. But Dak, Dak, I think Dak has been so overlooked because he's been, he's been outstanding this year. The only reason he's not getting all this credit is 
he had kind of the opposite. He had that Broncos game, sorry, his worst game of the season, and everyone saw what happened in that game, and their record hasn't been good because they didn't do that. But I, I think Dak is on a, a level where, like, the quarterbacks, because Aaron Rodgers is out, because Andrew Luck is out, because only Tom Brady has kind of left there. Cam Newton's been bad this year. Of the healthy quarterbacks right now, I think it's hard to argue for one or two or even three quarterbacks who are better than Dak. Now, I don't know about you, but that quote bothers the hell out of me. First of all, I mean, if you want to say you think Dak's better than Carson Wentz, I personally disagree with you, but okay. You can make that argument. Dak has won more games in his early career, certainly had a better supporting cast last year, but Dak's off to a good start as well. There's no doubt about that. I'm not going to tell you I don't think Dak's a good player. I think Dak's going to be a really good quarterback too. But to be so dismissive about that, to be so dismissive and act like it's so clear-cut that Dak Prescott is better than Carson Wentz is utterly ridiculous. And it just shows that you have, for some reason, you have some kind of inherent bias against Carson Wentz, and I don't understand it. I just don't get it. And some of the things he says in that, in that clip just don't make any sense. Says Carson Wentz is still continually missing deep throws. He's not missing a lot of deep throws. His deep ball is so much more accurate than it was last year. He's standing in the pre- in the pocket inviting pressure. What are you watching? Sometimes he holds the ball too long. But standing in the pocket, Carson Wentz, one of his best assets is his mobility and his his. Ability to extend play or create big plays for the offense. So when you say that and you you just act so dismissive, like Carson Wentz is is well behind Dak Prescott in the pecking order of young quarterbacks, it just bothers me. So I think as fans, when we have a guy like Carson Wentz, we're protective over that kind of player. Because we see how good he is every week. And we appreciate the work he's doing. And when other people who are uninformed and just want to throw, you know, stupid opinions out there to get, you know, to get airtime and to get attention, because I think that's more than anything what this is. Either you're just trying to get attention or you really should find another job and get out of the, get out of the football analyzing business because you don't know what you're looking at. And we want to protect our guy. And we want to, you know, let everybody know how good Carson Wentz is because he is. And I don't agree with that Dak Prescott being better than Carson Wentz. And we'll see throughout the course of their career. And it's going to be a tremendous rivalry. But I'll go Carson Wentz every time. And there will be another big round in that rivalry, another early round in that championship fight. Next week, down in Dallas, and I can't be more excited for that game. My first session for BGM Radio, I hope to be back and talk to you all again soon. Appreciate the opportunity. And I'll talk to you guys next time. See you later. Stretch your hand and I'm going to chop it off. I dare you ask for a favor from your boss's boss. Shrimp, scampi, angel head noodles, white wine sauce. Mm.
Rwanda and Ross, reload the Nina Ross. Settle metal when I'm focused on the green Dinero. Hocus Pocus, Gucci Lopez, cake with baking soda. Cake for soldiers moving weight from Maine to Nova Scotia. Bang revolvers, problem solvers, that and pain the mothers. Lost a child, put some play when they hear the loud. Nightmares, walking dead cause they sleep dead. You either sheep or shed, be scared and cut to pieces. I lust for custom coops with the honey mustard features. Butterfly doors, a whore that makes wine or sober. Her beauty stunning, plus she funny, that's the proper order. Head nods and cat calls, cuz it's pops in order. Yeah, I'm stuntin' all the world is my stage show. Dallas streets cruising around about 4 a.m. Just that fly shit, the type you never seen again. No meats, no leather, I'm just pimping a pit. We live that life that you're wishing against. More money, more power, more women and shit. It's me and now, motherfucker.